1: A story that caught my eye this morning and shows we are not in the clear yet. The New York Yankees now have seven confirmed COVID cases among coaches and staff. Six were without symptoms. All seven cases are considered breakthrough cases, meaning the personnel were fully vaccinated, which the CDC has said is possible but considered rare. So again, we are not totally in the clear yet as the COVID cases still continue on. This is your Morning Buzzcast for Thursday, May 13th. Good morning, I'm Abe Madcore. Let's get right to it. The NFL released its schedule last night. A number of important takeaways ESPN's Monday night football schedule is among its strongest that I can remember. The Packers are getting five primetime slots despite the uncertainty of the future of Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. And the Houston Texans have only one Thursday night football primetime slot because of Deshaun Watson's unknown status. Our John Oran had a number of takeaways, including the strength of the 1 p.m. Eastern time windows. I noticed how many times my team, the Patriots, are playing one o'clock games. Very rare for that team. Now, CBS has the Chiefs, a very popular team, seven times in the 1 p.m. Eastern time window. And as John Oran wrote in his SBJ Media newsletter last night, it could be the viewpoint of the NFL and the networks for fans and viewers to start their days with a strong game at one o'clock, and that will feed into viewing all afternoon and into the evening Along with John Irans' insight Let's go through the main games of the networks First, for NBC We've said it on the Buzzcast before I've always thought Tom Brady's return to New England Would be one of the most highly sought after games Of all the networks It's October 3rd, Sunday Night Football I think that's going to be one of the hardest tickets In New England It's going to be one of the most highly anticipated games of the year For CBS Steelers, Packers, Week 3 I think the audience ex- expectations for the two highly rated, highly popular games going to be very strong playing at Lambeau Field. The Fox game to watch, Packers-Chiefs, that's already been speculated, as a major, major game of the year. And for ESPN, they're opening Ravens-Raiders week one. That should be a very big game. It's at Allegiant Stadium. It'll be the first time, hopefully, Allegiant Stadium has a full, full crowd. It'll be simulcast on ABC. So obviously, ESPN bullish about that game with some very interesting matchups. Well, now the NFL has put out a pretty intriguing schedule. The focus now is on the network selling all that inventory around this very valuable programming. We know how strong NFL programming is. 80 of the top 100 shows last year were NFL games. Now the networks know the dates, the times. Now they can go to the marketplace. Friday kicks off the TV business's annual upfront selling season. Fox Sports will be first. They'll make their pitch to advertisers on Friday in a virtual event. Other networks will have their advertising presentations next week. And it should be noted that NFL programming will be front and center of all their offerings. So the NFL, another major step in its offseason, releasing its schedule. Let me know what you think the big games are in your mind. Love to hear that. Let's shift to some other sports business news today you should know. The Mike Poliski reign at Northwestern is over, and it's over quickly. The new Northwestern athletic director stepped down late yesterday. This was amid continued criticism against his hiring. Now, remember, Poliski was promoted from his deputy athletic director role May 3rd after more than 10 years in the department, but his hiring was always under fire as Poliski is one of four defendants, along with the university, in an ongoing sexual harassment lawsuit filed by a former cheerleader. Now, Polisky said he did not want to be a distraction to the athletes or the athletic department or to the program overall. So he stepped down. Northwestern continues to look for its successor to Jim Phillips, who, of course, went to become commissioner of the ACC. Let's shift to MLS because we talked about doubling down earlier on the Buzzcast. Well, the Will family has doubled down on its soccer investment. It is purchasing Orlando City. The deal includes the team, Orlando City, the NWSL team, the Orlando Pride, the Orlando City Academy System, and Exploria Stadium, which is a nice venue, downtown Orlando, relatively new. The Will family hopes to close the deal in June or early July. They will be required to divest from their minority stake in Nashville SCs. Now, remember, the Will family has always had their eyes on an MLS team. They've always wanted complete or majority ownership. They wanted to bring MLS to Minnesota. They did not win that bid. That went to Bill McGuire. So they became limited partners in Nashville SC. But their goal all along was to be majority owners. Now they will do that with Orlando City. Now the Wilf family and their sports portfolio continue to grow by adding an MLS franchise. Let's shift to the Olympics because the IOC reiterated yesterday its full commitment To hosting the Olympic and Paralympic Games in Tokyo later this summer, despite pushback from the Japanese citizens. The IOC said it will not be guided by public opinion. They had an executive board meeting yesterday. This comes after a recent survey of Japanese citizens found that nearly 60% of respondents want the Games to be canceled. But the IOC said it believes public support of the Olympic Games will increase. Once it's clear that the games can take place safely, so the IOC remaining very steadfast and on message that the games will continue in July and be successful. The Premier League will not have its regular auction process for a new TV deal. We've talked about this a little bit on the Buzzcast. Remember, the teams in the league were very concerned about a significant drop in TV revenue due to the pandemic. So they asked the British government to allow them to renew their current deals and the British government has allowed them so they can renew their current TV rights deals for another three seasons without opening it up for the auction process. So that ensures they will receive the $7 billion they currently do for the next few years. So the deals are with Sky Sports, BT Sports, Amazon Prime Video, and they will extend through the 2025 season under the same terms as the current three year deal. So, again, they will not be exposed to the vagaries of the media rights marketplace. They won't get any upside, but they will protect themselves from any major decrease in media revenue. So, the next auction won't be until 2025. And finally, I'm always interested, and I'm sure you are, to see where smart people are putting their money. Well, here's an example. The Kraft Group, Fenway Sports Group President Michael Gordon, Red Sox President Sam Kennedy, longtime baseball executive Theo Epstein, and Seattle Kraken Limited partner Mitch Garber, all very well regarded in the sports industry, have all invested in sports betting data provider sports IQ. So, Sports IQ raised $7 million in seed funding from investors. They build proprietary odds and handicap methodology. They'll use the money for product development, but I'm also sure they will tap into the knowledge of these investors, very smart people, as Sports IQ builds out its sports betting products and goes to market so an interesting company to watch potentially sports iq so that's your morning buzzcast it's thursday may 13th i'm a Madcor. hope everybody has a great day it's a busy day in the business of sports so stay smart stay healthy be good to each other i'll speak to you tomorrow
0: welcome to irvine california